0: Before we start the show, I just wanted to take a quick moment to wish a happy birthday to our great friend from across the pond, Mr. Andy Duncan. For you, I have written this little poem. Happy birthday to you. Scotch is 100 proof. That's just a rhyme I made up, because I'm a big dude.
1: Old, they invite their friends all to spend weekends and to celebrate good times there. From night till dawn they carry on. The lights are never out. And what a gay time! In the playtime you hear someone shout. All we do is la la la, don't we carry on? Everything is all ha ha, don't we carry on? We keep on singing for what to do we can now. The bells are ringing, life is just a bowl of cherries when we marry, it's so nice, don't we carry on. The folks have to marry twice, till it catches on, till it all empty let me would we change with them of course, dirty broody on the beauty don't we
2: carry on. Hey there, cats and kittens! <laughs> it's like I'm <laughs> <the> chickens. <laughs> uh, yes, hi, cats and kittens. <laughs> it's us. It's Cassandra. It's Tara.
0: It's us.
2: It's our dumb lives.
0: And, and
2: uh, we've been drinking a lot of sangria today. I, d- I decided. I know it's St. Patrick's Day today.
0: So, why not sangria? <laughs> so,
2: I was like, well, we could do Irish car bombs, I could get some Guinness, but it's been like really nice and sunny and springy, so I decided, I haven't ever made sangria and I wanted to make some, so.
0: I have a green flower on my glass, so oh, there we there go. You go.
2: Yeah, kiss me, I'm 11% Irish according to my DNA results.
0: <laughs> I'm sure the Irish are pleased.
2: <laughs> <laughs> uh. So, sorry, it's been kind of a long time since our last episode. We were going to record at the beginning of March, but Tara was sickly again. Yeah, sickly. It's been a, it's been a rough winter. <laughs> it was, uh, I, knock on wood, I haven't uh, got, I, I was sick in December, but that's been it. So, hopefully I passed through all the crud and didn't catch it, so.
0: Well, good for you.
2: <laughs> I I credit it with my my hibernation in February. It's like I didn't see anybody, <laughs> and even at work, I don't work with a lot of different people. So yeah.
0: Well, I heard that the flu shot wouldn't even help most people. Well, this year, yeah. So. I
2: mean, the thing is, like the shoe the shoe flot. <laughs>
0: the shoe flot.
2: Oh, no, the sangria. And we did a shop, shot of absinthe. that I mentioned that, too? <laughs> if, if,
0: if the flu shots, wear it.
2: <laughs> the flu shot only has, like, certain strains in it, yeah, right? Yeah. So if another strain comes along, it's not going to protect you. So I don't get my flu shot. I know that's terrible.
1: Ugh, I'm part of the problem.
2: But I just, I don't know, I got it a few times in the years that I got it, I got really sick. In the years that I haven't gotten it, I haven't gotten sick. And I know that's completely I, non-scientific. It, it's
0: non-scientific.
2: Yeah. But I'm like, eh, it's working for me so far, <laughs> so.
0: Life's been good to me so far. To like, like heal over dead from the
2: flu. I'm not in any risk groups or anything, so.
0: You're getting old, though. You're getting what? old. You're going to be in a Gosh. risk group.
2: Actually, I have been thinking about... for My 50th birthday is a few years away. But I am thinking about what I want to do for my 50th already. And I think instead of traveling this time, I want to get my, a full sleeve tattoo. So I've been thinking about what I want to have. on Because I want to have... I already have my dog in, with the tree branch with the crow on it. Which mm-hmm. is representative of a story. And I want to kind of continue the tree... And then I want to have a moon and I want to have some Grateful Dead stuff. And I, I thought, well, if we tempt Gotti, maybe I'll have a little martini glass. Because I'm thinking, like, I'd have the big tree going around the moon and then, um, like, little things hanging off the tree, like ornaments. So, like, you have, like, a little martini glass or a little microphone. Or I don't know. I'm Interesting. just starting to think about it. Yeah. And I want to have the quote, We are made of star stuff on it. That's Carl Sagan. And on the tree, I'm going to have a little heart carved into it that says C plus J for me and Jeff. Wow. <laughs> you know me. I'm already thinking. So, but the place I go to, Jackalope Tattoo, they get booked way out in advance. So I'm like, well,. I'll probably go like a year in advance to talk to him about what I want, and then
0: wow, yeah, yeah. I suppose
2: well my something the,
0: you'll have on your body for the rest of your life, yeah. right?
2: The original one I got, I went in for my consult, and six months later I got my tattoo mm-hmm. because she was so backed up, so which is a sign of a good <laughs> a good artist, but also kind of frustrating, but yeah, I'm excited
0: for mm. that. Well, Jim had a birthday last last month. Yeah, and I got him a brewing system, like a beer brewing system.
2: Cool. Have you guys started it? This up This is a yet, Pico or? Brewer.
0: It's unpacked. It's uh, we got our kegs out. We is not starting yet. Yeah. Um, I'm I'm waiting for some CO2 to get. Delivered. Ah, okay. Um, but yeah, we'll start brewing the spring, and then within a few weeks, then we'll have some nice brew. Woo-hoo! And then, we'll like when the weather is warm, to... we'll have a we'll have a keg opening, we'll keg sh- tapping let's, party.
2: Let's develop a temp gaddie beer <laughs> or mead. <laughs> I would like a mead.
0: <laughs> so this is kind of cool. It's uh, it's a Pico Pro, and it's P I C O. You. Order the setup and stuff, but then you order these packs so you can order the type of beer you want, but you can add Mm.
1: different grains Mm -hmm. and things
0: like that. And they just ship it to you. You brew it, and so instead of having like a ton of pots all over your house, (laughs) it you just pop this pack into the system and you set the AP APV and the type of bitterness you want and let it go. And then it bings your phone when it's done. For the next step, so nice. it's yeah, it's kind of cool.
2: Cool.
0: And there's all there's all kinds of different brews that other people have picked up and yeah. invented. So, do you know um, what are you going to
2: do first? Do you have any choices in mind?
0: Well, we we've got we just got our packs in, so there's there's a um, like a blonde, and there's one that Jim mixed up that's kind of going to be like a brown ale so sure. yeah
2: fun i know i'll I... be there for the uh the tasting party
0: yeah very good very good <laughs> you're invited
2: yeah i guess since the last time we recorded I, last time we recorded i was talking about how i was going on my sabbatical for february
1: mm-hmm.
2: which i did it was good i mean february sucks it's dark it's hard because i just ugh. <laughs> but actually during that whole month i went out Went out for dinner with my cousin once, and then my friend came. Adam came over to do housework, like, uh, handyman work around the house once, and that's the only time I saw other people. Going out for dinner, that was the only time I left the house except for, like, grocery shopping and work. Wow. (laughs) And... By the end of the month, I was definitely craving uh, social interaction. I but... know.
0: I've seen you two weekends in a row. I
2: know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And it was weird because, uh, you know, I, I left Facebook. And I like I missed it, but I didn't miss it. I was kind of happy I missed most of the gun control talk that came after the, the last uh, shooting. I mean, there's still some of it going on. But like...
0: I, I find it interesting just because, um, because it's a very complex problem, and so many people have just these simple answers. And um, our government's answer is, of course, to arm teachers. <laughs> so we've already seen the first shooting of a student by a teacher in a gun safety class so far this year, at least that I've seen on the news. <laughs> so I mean, it's it's just weird. I, I, I'm going to shut up now because I'll get into (laughs) like a big tirade about it. Yeah,
2: I, I, I don't know. We talked about, so last weekend I went over to Tara's just to like hang out and talk because after a month of no interaction, I was like, I'm so lonely. And that was the weird thing about being off Facebook was, I don't know, it brought back all these memories of my 20s. When I did have a really close knit group of friends, but I didn't have a lot of mobility. Jeff worked nights for a big portion of that decade of my life, and we only had one car. Sure, and I moved down here to the sit- you know, big city from a small, and I just didn't know how to meet people, and I was just very lonely. Like I didn't have like friends to do stuff with, and. And then once I got online, it was like, oh, my God, there's all these people. Like, I never felt lonely anymore because there was always somebody to talk to, and I liked that. So, I don't know. I spent a lot of time thinking (laughs) about stuff. I
0: take Facebook in, like, spurts because, Mm -hmm. I don't know. I get plenty of social interaction at work (laughs) all day.
2: But you also are a person – I I don't at work, and you are also a person that needs – lack of like exactly if you went like three months without like seeing anybody outside of work you'd just be like whatever that's fine with me and I'd be like ah
0: (laughs) my my slack is going off constantly during the work day from people asking questions and things like that and Mm -hmm. and they're all little voices in my head pretty much um
2: I mean I slack with people and stuff like that but I just I'm not on a team so it's not like I'm working with people on stuff yeah but Yeah. So it was, it's kind of weird. And I've just, well, and I, I don't know, last fall too, I just kind of been feeling lonely and kind of want to start doing more stuff. And I just can't, I just can't find like that one thing that I'm really into. And I'm like, man, you know, what I love to do is just sit around and talk with people, like hang out and talk. That's all I want to (laughs) do. I suppose that's what podcasting is, but then I'm like, oh, but I need to meet people to hang out with. And I don't know what activity I want to do to meet people because I don't know.
0: <laughs> what am I good at? Drinking. Go to the bar.
2: <laughs> it's not even a, what am I good at. It's just like, oh, are they going to – I don't know. I think about like in the early 2000s, I got involved at the Loft Literary Center and was taking um, some class- writing classes and things like that. And it yeah. was just like – I don't know. It felt very forced and that like it didn't really mean. It. And then I met you outside of the loft, you know, Yeah, EverQuest and stuff. I went
0: to the loft with you a couple yeah. times, So,
2: And it's just like, I don't know, that whole period of like trying to find people to be friends with. <laughs> it's so annoying.
0: <laughs> I think during that time you wrote me and said, will you be my writing buddy? Yes, or yes. Something that was like that. My,
2: my opening to you. Cause, mm-hmm. Well, because I had read your stuff on... Uh, the rutabaga site yeah i was like this is awesome and (laughs) we remember it because i was uh you know because i joined our guild the rutabaga paradox through a different you know obviously i didn't know you at that point and so i went to the site and i was reading through the stuff and you had did you had did
0: i I done did (laughs) you had written what did i did
2: You had written just like a story, synopsis, whatever, about going to EverQuest Fanfare in Minneapolis. Yeah. And I'm reading it through it and I'm like, I think she lives in Minneapolis. I think she's from here. Oh my God. (laughs) (laughs) And I love what you wrote. I thought it was so cool. (laughs) So it's like, and then we start talking and you live like three miles away from me. Holy shit. So yeah, that was... That was, that was so bizarre, time. yeah. <laughs> it was kismet.
1: <laughs> yeah,
2: so I don't know. I'm kind of in that spot right now, but kind of what I've decided to do is just to try a bunch of different things. Like, oh, if I'm, I don't know. I feel like I've been planning so much that I'm kind of like in analysis paralysis
1: mm. where I plan and
2: plan and plan. So I'm like, I'm trying to be a little more spontaneous and, Like I took, right now I'm in the middle of my own personal spring break. I took a total of four days off during two weeks and I'm like, I'm not going to plan anything. I got, we're getting a refrigerator on Monday. I need to clean the kitchen, but I'm not going to plan it. I'm just going to do it. (laughs) So I'm like, my plan for vacation is I want to see some people and I want to clean some. (laughs) So that's what I've been doing. So, I don't know. The sabbatical was good. I think it's kind of a good way for me to get through that winter doldrums, the winter depression without, like, pressure on myself, thinking, oh, you should be doing this, you should be doing that. It's like, eh, just take it easy. (laughs) And so, like, yeah, last weekend... You know, I went to your place on Friday, stayed overnight, and then I went to, on Saturday, went to the art museum with my cousin and went out for drinks and stuff. Speaking of which, you and I should check out the Blue Door. She and I went there. They had the best, it was, they had the best cocktail. It was based on a Negroni, which is like gin and Mm -hmm. vermouth and something else. Mm -hmm. But it was this um, Viking Cedar. It's a Minnesota gin It's based on cedar instead of juniper. Huh. Oh, my Hmm. God. This thing, it was the best. It might have been the best cocktail I've ever had. It was so good. Plus, they're very hipster. They have, like, the fancy, they have, like, giant, one giant ice cube in your drink. Oh, my golly. (laughs) It's very fancy. (laughs) But, yeah, so, yeah, last week I was out. This week I'm, like, visiting people. I'm, like, I gotta, I gotta get out. I gotta get out. Ah!" But I did do a lot of uh, drawing and watercolor. I had ideas for a few projects, and then I got into watercoloring, and I'm like, I am not as good at watercoloring water as I thought I was. Watercoloring
0: <laughs> is, you know, it's something that they give kids, so you think, oh, it's easy. It's not. Well,
2: and I used to when I was, you know, like when I was little, you know, I did do a lot of watercoloring. And I did of some when I was a little bit older, But I think a lot, like, the art classes I took in college were mostly acrylic, Mm -hmm. and so there's some of that. But I I don't know. I'm really kind of enjoying the different mediums. I'm enjoying drawing, and I really enjoy just, like, vegging out, turning on a book or something, and just kind of being able to not think about things, (laughs) which I also do with sewing. However, my sewing room is now, like, a big storage room that we're in the process of (laughs) sorting through so so it's drawing right now but i don't know it was it was a good time
0: i don't have anything really creative except for i've been writing some articles about weird things like root cause analysis and the five whys and you know Ooh. just weird technical that's not,
2: stuff that's not creative I,
0: yes and that's, no that's yes and no technical writing it, not
2: creative writing it's
0: it's not really technical writing in the sense of I'm gonna write a manual, but no, it's but you're writing
2: about technical topics. But yeah, you.
0: yeah, I'm writing about things like troubleshooting or agile testing, yeah. and um, it just it, people will say things to me like, "How do you find that stuff? How do you do what you do? How can I see technology through your eyes?" <laughs> and it's just like I can't really tell you so I thought maybe I would just try um make an attempt at writing a couple Mm -hmm. of articles on you know just things like when something is wrong you have a problem you know if you ask why and why to that answer and why to that answer sometimes you can work towards like the root of a problem so Mm -hmm. um that was one of the things that I've been working on um I know that sounds really dry. <laughs>
2: <laughs> well, you know, there might be some technical writing nerds out there. Like, ooh, 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 that sounds awesome. <laughs> but you, we
0: mentioned EverQuest, and so yeah. nineteen years of EverQuest was just yesterday. Yeah, which is so unbelievable.
2: And I, call, so I'm, i at home right, on vacation, and I use this uh, app called Time Hop which, it, you know, you hook it up to your whatever accounts you want. I have a hook up to Facebook and um, Twitter. And so every day it pings you and you can look and it shows you everything you posted on today's date, however many years back. Now I think I'm at like 10 years back or whatever. And then at the end of it they have a little thing they call the retro video and it'll just be like you know today's top song and 50 years ago was sitting on dock of the bay you know so just mm-hmm. these little smudges you know of
0: little smidges of, of topics of right yeah
2: and so yesterday's retro video it said uh 19 years ago everquest one of the first mmo's premiered but watch out for fancy the famous bard <laughs> i'm like oh my god that's tara's friend <laughs> i <laughs> I, screen- I know there was no way to download the video because i wanted to it's be It's kind able to. of a
0: bummer too
2: so who okay so explain who fancy the famous oh, bard was oh my goodness <laughs> back in 1999 wasn't it start- 1999
0: though so it, it's funny that you mention um reading my fanfare article because mm-hmm. at that article um uh, that was during the same release uh, that they released an expansion for uh, a new a no rules server uh-huh. so in the game everquest it was one of the very first three dimensional mmorpgs mm-hmm. and i had uh i had a double life i <laughs> would you know, do my rutabaga articles and, and yeah. play Cleric and Buff newbies and I would log on to Rallo Zack, which was the PvP server, and I would kill <laughs> I <never laughs> player kill. So I was a peak air. <laughs> And I and I had a group of people that I ran with mm-hmm. um out at uh notacult.com, which is Flowers of Happiness. And I I told uh I told, we'll call him uh, his, his character on there was Blart Baclomp. He was a he was a troll that guarded the swamp, and that was his stories <laughs> that he would write. And uh-huh. I was I was writing articles um, uh, based on a cleric who would buff newbies and take care of newbies, uh-huh. you know, on my little blue server. But uh, we we had an affinity of just being creative. Uh-huh. So I told him I was going to fanfare. He said. Well, Sullen Zack is going to release, and it's a no rules server. And level fives are immune to PvP. (laughs) And um, I'm going to make a level five bard. That was not word for word. This is kind of inferred, right? So I was like, well, that's going to be fun. (laughs) So. And that was gonna start right when I got back. So yeah. when I when I finished up with fanfare, I wrote up my article, I you know, posted it up on notoccult.com and, and on Rutabegas mm-hmm. and then I uh, joined him <laughs> in creating bards and, and we had so much fun training sand giants on people. <laughs>
2: So, so training for... T- training <laughs> is
0: when, when one has a, um, what they call a mobile object, uh, a mob, mob. <laughs> and they have uh, yeah. something called a grow. When, well, they, when, they, when there's a really mean thing in a game <laughs> that comes charging after you, you start to run and it just follows you. Well, in this game, there's like no lot, you know, you can't, you can go anywhere in the zone. And they're angry at you. Yeah. That just, and they just does keep not. Chasing you. They just keep chasing you, unless somebody else gets in between you and that thing, and then they'll kill that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Person, and then continue chasing you, and yeah. and and so when you get the aggression of many things, <laughs> then we call this a train.
2: Well, and also in EverQuest. There were zones. Yeah. So what you could do if you were, you know, you had a train on you, you'd be like, train to zone, and you'd you'd run to the zone, and you'd zone out. But anybody who was zoning in would zone into a group of giant monsters. Yeah, so it's just basically
0: (laughs) one instance. If we're talking in server terms, you have many applications and instances running on the server. I was on the uh, Druzel Roll server. Bruda Beggas, but mm-hmm. uh Sol and Zach, they spun up this new server. And so yeah, we would um we would get lots of hateful private <laughs> messages that we've So we What is go, go Good
2: Team? Because on the Time Hop app. So thing, yeah, it Go said, go, good it said, go, me, go Good Team. Let me explain
0: that. <laughs> so they decided to divide the server into three factions. There was good, there was evil, and there was neutral. Mm-hmm. And so we made wood elf bards, and wood elves were on the good faction. Uh So we would yell, go, go, good team. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And maybe court poor and things like that, too. But (laughs) so we get, you know, things like. You know, I hope you die in a fire and things like that. You know, people would send us these messages.
2: Yeah. You
0: know, just please die. Go kill yourself. Yeah. Things like that. So
2: did they change the no rules server to have some rules because of fancy? Or no, I- no, oh, that's okay.
0: not um, what they did do after 12 hours of fun. <laughs> 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 and I probably went to sleep at, you know, like two o'clock in the morning. Yeah. They decided to change the game mechanics. (laughs) (laughs) That if you left the newbie zone, you were actually going to be...
2: Oh, PvP? Yes.
0: (laughs) Uh, (laughs) But, yeah, what a joyous couple days that
2: was. (laughs) It was just amazing. I'm like, wow, like, people must really remember that. Or somebody... Who works at Time Hop? Well, it wasn't <laughs> you. Get, maybe they were part, maybe somebody yeah. who was not in not a cult.
0: <laughs> no, it, it just it wasn't so much the fact that you know many people made level five bards and did this. Um, I think it was more of the fact that we were very entertaining when somebody would send like a message that said, you know, please die in a fire. I'd say, Ooh. I like Skittles. <laughs> My favorite ones are orange. Or somebody'd say, yeah. Talk to me again when you have pubic hair and you know, he'd say, Oh, my grandpa had a thing about pubic hair. <laughs> <laughs> just really bizarre. You know, we'd just talk to people. <laughs> we would never like I I guess we just always stayed positive and happy and and pleasant annoying. and annoying.
2: <laughs> yeah. Oh I, I,
0: there was a um somebody had made a site called badplayers.org or something like that and i remember somebody had created a post dedicated to us that said fancy trains sand giants while pansy sings gay songs all day (laughs) (laughs) but yeah fancy and pansy we were we had good time
2: <laughs> oh Yeah, that was cool. I was like, so that famous. was yeah, I'm famous by association, <laughs>
0: <laughs> more infamous than famous, but yeah, fancy the famous bard.
2: Oh, I tried to find a way to download that video, but they did not want it downloaded, I guess. I don't know. I'm like, can I share it? Do anything? Nope.
0: I might still have, like, the original screenshots still <laughs> from...
2: Well, I looked, I, so I did a search for Fancy and Not a cult, still out there. And yeah. It has the, yeah. has the stories and you can see all the chats. Yep. There people
1: are
2: all mad and stuff. So you've been doing anything uh, besides writing technical documentation in the current era? Well,
0: when I get home, I love playing video games. And uh, so two things I love. I love British history. I love video games. Uh I started playing a Sea of Thieves beta, Mm -hmm. the closed beta. And Mm -hmm. in this game, you are like a pirate with a ship, with a crew of other people. And... You are given a map to you know you and your crew go dig up treasure and then bring it back. But along the way, you will often run into other ships of people also looking for uh-huh. treasure. So
2: so are the all, all player characters? All like,
0: players. Okay. Yeah, so a lot of a lot of um, hilarity ensues. <laughs>
2: Do you try to you so you try to board each other's ships board each other's
0: ships, sink each other's ships? Uh, we were once pursuing a ship, and it might have been like two when it was two o'clock in the morning, yeah. like oh, it's beta it's Friday night yeah. tip back a couple <laughs> <laughs> and the person who was steering the ship fell asleep. oh no, <laughs> then we saw this other ship off in the distance, so we woke up real quick and we start chasing this other ship uh-huh. and this guy jumped off the shit their ship, jumped boarded our ship and dropped our anchor. Oh no! <laughs> <laughs> so just you know, and there was a time like we were we were sitting in a bay, you know, gathering some treasure, and we had like a bunch of treasure on our boat. Uh-huh. And then the next thing I knew, this big ship comes up behind us, and they start cannoning us and start oh, to board no. our ship. <laughs> So I jump off our ship and board their ship, and there I I get on the ship and I see this guy with like you know the telescope, yeah, like looking at our ship and off to the distance and yeah. stuff. And I just came up behind him with my scimitar and just started whacking, and <laughs> killed him, <laughs> grabbed their treasure that they just grabbed from us and jumped off the ship
2: and sank because it was a chest of gold pieces.
0: <laughs> oh, I got eaten by a shark it almost as oh. bad, but. <laughs> It's still
2: fun, you know. It's just yeah,
0: there's so the thing about this game though is it's gonna be a fun game to play with friends, but if you're looking for a game where you're gonna be progressing. Yeah. There's really not a much of a progression other than like your gold horde level, but yeah. Um still fun. Fun <laughs> as heck. I'm telling you. Um, another one I've been playing is Sword Art Online
2: is what online sword art online so sword art
0: so there was an anime called sword art sword art online uh oh. based on um a virtual reality mmorpg that players got trapped in okay And this ran for, like, three seasons. I think the first season was the best, but whatever. So this is like a single-player game about playing an MMO in which the characters from Sword Art Online are your friends in the MMO. So it's like playing an MMO, but not with real people. Okay. It's very meta. It's extremely meta. Uh There are... um, when you first log in, you have somebody who comes up and runs up to you, and they're your friend in real life. They've been your childhood friend, and they're going to show you the game. They're so happy you got the game. Mm-hmm. It's the game is not called Sword Out Online; it's called Gun Gale. <laughs> so it's a, it's it's a MMO with guns.
2: Uh-huh.
0: I have to say, I like the game mechanics. Um, I definitely like the progression. I like. Um, because I I did like the anime. I like the fact that they have characters from the anime that are your friends in the game, uh-huh. um, and things I don't like. Hmm, there's tactile feedback, okay. you know, like when you fire an automatic yeah. assault assault rifle. You know, your controller vibrates. But yeah. if you decide, I'm going to use assault rifles all the time, your hands get a little numb after <laughs> I playing a
2: bit. I'm you going can.
0: to. I think oh. I'm going to. I just made this decision before I left the house, so that's why I was late. <laughs> I was playing Sword Art Online.
2: <laughs> I did. Pl- I have been playing some games. I, I am, well, I think last time we recorded, I was playing Okami. Mm-hmm. And I got stuck on the stupid part. So most of the game, you kind of wander. It's a little more um, open world. But there's a couple points where you have, like, these... They're called digging puzzles. And you have to use your skills to, like, dig or blow up different rocks and get through this maze in a timed thing. Yeah, I hate anything timed. Uh Uh-huh. And I did it over and over and over. Watched people do it online. Trying to... I just... No, I just got stuck. in a I'm sunbar. sorry.
0: I'm under deadlines in real life. I don't need this in my fantasy world.
2: So like, <laughs> no, nope, I'm done with that game. And <laughs> that's happened a lot. Like, yeah, a lot of games I'll get to the point where it's like, I know it needs to be done. I just can't do it and don't feel like doing it.
0: You know, I there are games I buy that I think I might love and I get through twenty minutes and go. This isn't my thing.
2: Yeah, well, the only well, call sad me, I played like some sixty well, hours or something. Maybe but... at
0: some point you'll come back to it, right? Yeah. Um, I can think of like Assassin's Creed Origins. I played all of the Assassin's Creed. Yeah, I heard Origins was the best one yet, but it just hasn't sunk to my sunk into my heart yet. That
2: well, it's funny you say that because then I'm like oh, people. Everybody's talking about Monster Hunter. Oh, yeah. And I'm like, oh, okay. Well, it kind of sounds like something I would like. I think I played, like, the original Monster Hunter ages Mm -hmm. ago. Monster Hunter World, right? Yeah, Monster Hunter World. And I got it, and I played, like, I don't know. If you played Monster Hunter World, I killed the one lizard guy that has, like, the long, weird tentacles on his head. It's like the second thing you're supposed to kill. Right? Okay, yeah. And I got done with that one and I'm like, this is like everything I hate about MMOs. Yeah. <laughs> it's like literally you go get a quest, you go do the quest. You get a quest, you go do the quest. And I was just like Well Nope. Just not not my cup of tea. It really sucks. I spent sixty five dollars on this. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> but I'm sure Jeff will play it eventually.
0: I liked it. It just, I got to a point where I had to kill Dora, which is a dragon that throws tornadoes at you. Okay. And I need to, with this game, you have to kill like this boss monster before you can progress to the next level. So I get in there. I'm with a couple friends. I'm fighting. Kills us both. We go to start it over. Mm Mm-hmm. Do this like five times. Then I take <sighs> a break. Then I come back. You know, a week uh-huh. later, try it again. Die again. One person goes link dead.
1: Mm-hmm. The,
0: the The monster is now at the level that it's at for four people. But oh, I have three people, no. so we get wiped. Try again. We have three people, but one of the persons is just sitting off in the corner eating lunch. <laughs> making commentary
2: good job guys I'm just gonna sit over here yes exactly
0: (laughs) so at that point I said all right guys I'm signing off now and I just (laughs) haven't gone back since I picked up sword art and have been enjoying that and that's my thing ah games are wonderful things until you get people
2: (laughs) So get to Honestly, what I've been playing mostly now in the last couple of weeks is Sparkle Two. <laughs> I,
0: <laughs> I got you hooked head. on Sparkle you Two, and I, you so know. after the last time we recorded, right? Yeah. We sat down, we watched an AB Fab, yeah, and we played Sparkle Two, yeah.
2: <laughs> and I got, I got into Sparkle Two. Yeah, I you know I finished because there's like so Sparkle Two is basically like a match three game, yeah, but it's on console and. You're flinging yeah. balls. Yeah, you're flinging balls. Match the balls. <laughs> and they, they the kind balls. of snake along and you have to match the colors. And I, you know, I really like games like that. I like, because I'll like listen to a podcast and do it. And sure. So, you know, they have like one part is levels and then they have like a challenge mode. And so I finish the levels, now I'm in the challenge mode. And it's weird because I say, you know, I don't like doing things over and over, but that, for some reason, that game or those kind of games, like it doesn't bother me to do them over and over because I feel like, I don't know, maybe I feel...
0: Like you can like do I'm it. Like getting better. Yeah, like, yeah. You know, you You're can... getting better, and You're... it gets a little bit more difficult yeah. each level.
2: Well, and you can try different... So they have, like, ways to enchant your slinger.
0: <laughs> yes.
2: So you can try different combinations of, you know, different enchantments. Always
0: enchant like your slinger.
2: <laughs> and... So, yeah, it's just, it's very relaxing. I kind of like going through and, you know, trying all the different challenge modes. <laughs>
0: I, you know, for a, a quote, casual, unquote, game, mm-hmm. that game stresses me out so much. <laughs> but, um,
2: yeah. I don't I've, know. It doesn't stress me because I'm just like, ah, there's always next time. <laughs> <laughs>
0: It's so, just like when you're almost there, in if the balls go in the hole, my goodness, or even get close, then it starts that tick tock.
2: Yeah, tick-tock. yeah, <laughs>
0: it's like
2: stress. Ah, uh, yes, it's a fun game though.
0: Spankle yeah.
2: Too.
0: So, other than like gaming and stuff like that, I was watching a series on Amazon called Britannia.
2: Yeah, we well last week when I was there, yeah. we kind of, you were watching it. No, it was in the morning cuz you yeah, started watching it in the morning and I got up and I guess I saw the last uh, the last 10 yeah, minutes of the which i was episode. sorry. <laughs> 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 I'm like, I don't know what's going on. Somebody got their heart ripped out. That's what I know.
0: <laughs> Spoilers. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, I I love it. You know, and you And that's listen- an Amazon original series, right? Yeah, yeah. You listen to British history podcast. And so, like, early on in that podcast, they were talking about, like, Julius Caesar landing and then um, not being very successful and then Mm -hmm. trying again. And so this series uh, is um, going with seeing the point of view of the Conti and the, the Regni, which are on the... They would have been on the southeastern side of Britannia when it was called Britannia. They're tribes, yeah. So, like a lot of the coastal tribes, uh, (laughs) Trinivante, they don't really involve them. It's just mostly the Conti and the Regni. um,
2: But then there's kind of some. Supernatural. Then there's some
0: weird supernatural stuff happening, which is completely historically inaccurate. So, (laughs) but fun. But but it's fun, and there's boobies. So, (laughs) you know, it's 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 a good romp for all.
2: (laughs) Yeah, I've been watching the great british bake-off <laughs> oh my god the last two weeks it's just it's very addicting yeah and on the last season that's out on netflix though there's only four seasons out there oh, i think golly. there's more that have actually been produced but it's just it's very relaxing you know a, a comparable one would be um i think it's master chef here with gordon ramsey where they take home cooks And they compete to be Master Chef. Okay, and there's
0: one that's called Nailed It, and I want to see that one. I've seen
2: that one. I'm like that might be my next one because people trying like to do things they've seen on Pinterest or whatever make cakes and they look horrible.
0: Yes, (laughs) I think that that's my type of show.
2: But what I like, so, you know, you have Master Chef, and it's very, like, competitive. And, you know, people get really upset. Master all, Chef, Iron yeah. Chef, all those chefs. You know, it's, yeah. just, you know, and it'll always be like, this is the most prestigious baking award in America. And, you know, and they win, like, you know, $100,000, and they get to do a cookbook and all that stuff, right? Right. Well, here, I'm pretty sure the only thing you win with the Great British Bake Off is to the honor of saying that you won and a cake plate that says that you're the winner of the Great British Bake Off. <laughs> and so it's much more, like, relaxed. And they do, so it's each weekend they come, and they'll, you know, on Saturday they do a signature bake, And their technical challenge. And then on Sunday they come back, they do their showstopper, and they're all different themes. And it's just very relaxing. They're in a big tent, in a big garden, not an estate. It's just very mellow and relaxing. (laughs) Of course, now I'm like, I want donuts, and I want cake.
0: (laughs) My goodness. They all look so
2: good. (laughs) Yeah, I was, uh, it's... Jeff's like, I'm I'm not going to allow you to watch anymore. I'm like, ha <laughs> good luck with that one. But I only have ten episodes left now. Yeah.
0: So. And since we last talked, I, I took a trip to New Hampshire. Finally yeah. made it.
2: Yeah. This was is for work and not pleasure. Yeah, not pleasure.
0: <laughs> not pleasure. Although I did I did uh try seafood, fresh seafood for the first time. Oh nice. I went easy with scallops. I yeah. still am pretty sure I don't like seafood. <laughs> but <laughs>
2: Oh man. Have you had lobster?
0: No, I watched somebody eat a sea bug. Oh like next to me. Is
2: so good. Oh my I don't, god.
0: I don't know. I, I just the whole there. they're in their, their shell and I just can't. <laughs>
2: Oh, it is it's amazingly good. <laughs> yeah.
0: I had a hard time getting out to out to New Hampshire though, because yeah. every time I fly there's either something wrong with the plane and it's grounded mm-hmm. or there's a major snowstorm and the next airport at there's something yeah. wrong with the airport yeah. at the connecting flight.
2: Well they've been having so many storms Yes, these, too. Yes, so. they've
0: been getting these bomb cyclones which Yeah. Puts my team in working from home mode, and, and you're just like, well, stay
2: warm. <laughs> what, like, what can you say? <laughs> well, sometimes traveling for work can be fun. Did they take you out anywhere? Yeah, it? yeah.
0: The- uh, so we went to a place called the Copper Door the first night that we were there, mm-hmm. um, or actually my second night there. The first night, I just ordered in Thai food in my hotel room, and and yeah watched hgtv
2: <laughs> but, yeah. that was another addiction of mine for a while yeah. <laughs> i've been i've gone through all the property brothers on netflix now <laughs> so i don't know what to do <laughs> uh the other thing that i've been doing on video game is uh i've listened to two books so i listened to american gods have you ever read *American Gods* by Neil Gaiman?
0: Um, I may have. Is that the one where there's like, um, like well, gods? Go out- uh, there's like that. I seem to remember somebody shoving a man in in their hoo ha. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah, uh,
2: that was that was one of the gods, but um, Bilquis or yeah, yeah, yeah. So it was weird because I'd tried, I'd started that book like twice and just never finished it. I liked it, but for some reason I never finished it. So finally, I know there's a series out on stars that I haven't seen. And I was like, oh, maybe I'll listen to You know, the thing about Neil Gaiman's books is they're very, um, they're more like reading a movie. Or, I mean, he started in graphic novels and I can kind of see that in his literature where it's very, the story is very straightforward, right? It's not. It doesn't meander a lot. It's no. Not, there's not a lot of extra he, stuff. He's going a on. very
0: forward basher I call a basher writer, right? <laughs> this like bam 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 yeah, yeah. story.
2: So I'm like, oh that'd be a good that'd be a good thing to listen to. And actually the audiobook I did was a tenth anniversary edition and it was a full cast reading. It was really good and I I don't know for sure, but I'm pretty sure that the guy who voiced uh Shadow, who's the main character is the guy who plays Luke Cage. They sounded so much alike. <laughs> and I'm in love with the guy who plays Luke Cage. Oh my god. <laughs> so So that was it was really good. And I do it yeah, it was a very good book. I'm glad I actually finally listened to it. And yeah it's very cool the whole house on the rock scene is awesome because i love the house on the rock which is a very bizarre roadside attraction outside of madison wisconsin (laughs) it's
0: in outside of wisconsin dell's i believe no it is
2: not by wisconsin is it on the way no
0: (laughs) my dad has been there i have never been
2: you've never been to house on the rock no no well, maybe we should take a road trip to House of the Rock. It Let's is, do it. It is very stimulation overload. <laughs> like so, how? Well, so House like of the Rock. Like from people? Well, or... there's people, but there's just a lot of stuff. Okay, so House well, of the Rock. That should be
0: interesting. House
2: of the Rock. <laughs> Why you probably think it's close to Wisconsin Dells is there are road signs on oh. ninety four. So okay. it's kind of more on the other side of Madison. It's out by. Um, Frank Lloyd Wright's house, Falling okay. Water, or whatever. Yeah. yeah. Oh, and it's not F- Falling Water. It's a different one, but. He does. Yeah. A, Taliesin. That's he has a yeah.
0: lot of different houses,
2: actually. Yeah. So, this is. That's one of his main. I think it's Taliesin. I think. I can't remember. Did Can I tell
0: you I almost bought a Frank Lloyd Ho- Wright house that was built in Minnesota?
2: So. Yeah. Was... I think you maybe mentioned it when we were, yeah. when okay. you were house hunting. Yeah. But... Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So, House on the Rock. It's hard to explain because it almost feels interdimensional, right? Because it's a huge place. But as you drive up to it, you drive up through the woods. And, okay, so the story of it is there was this guy. And he wanted to build a house. And he wanted to build it on his own, rock by rock, doing what he wanted to do. Well, it was so weird and unusual that people kept coming to see what he was doing. And he was like, these people are annoying. I'm going to start charging them a mission. But then people just started coming more and more. (laughs) So he built his house on the rock. But then it expanded out to collections of all sorts of weird stuff. So when you go in at first, the first part is you actually see the house. And it is super cool. It's like... But it's not like you're walking in a front door. It's it's very weird. It's all like these weird, like sunken living rooms that are built out of rocks, like seventies style, with like weird chimneys and all this stuff. And then they have this thing called the infinity room that it's like it goes off a cliff and it's built so it looks like it goes on forever, but it really just gets smaller. And as you walk out, you can walk out, and then there's, like, this opening that you can look down into the valley. And when you're standing out there, you can kind of feel the wind blowing it. It's really freaky. So, okay, you get done with the house. Well, and then there's all these different areas. And so he just started collecting weird stuff, right? But it's not like a museum. So the first place you go is the land of yesteryear, something like that, or the days of yesteryear. Streets. Streets of yesteryear. I can't remember. Anyways, and it's – you're inside. There's no windows. It's very dark, and you're kind of walking down this cobblestone, and then they'll be like, oh, here's the dentist shop. And you can kind of look in there, but it's, it's – a
0: dentist shop in a house.
2: No, but it's, this is beyond the house. Now, you're out of okay. the house – You're into this next collection, which is called Land of Yesteryear or Streets of Yesteryear. You're walking down this little cobblestone street. Inside, though, it's like a cave, and then they'll show like the sheriff's office and the doctor's office. But it has it's crammed with all the stuff. So, like the doctor's office might have like a whole display of weird medicine bottles. Okay, like a hundred medicine bottles. There's just like weird shit in there, and there's nothing no nothing explaining what they are. Or where they came from, they're just there for you to look at, and then they'll have like a bunch of dolls, like old porcelain dolls, but they're all like underlit, so they're like super creepy.
0: No creepy dolls, yay!
2: It also has the largest collection of self-playing instruments, which means like they'll have like a big display of like an orchestra,
0: like going to Ferrell's or whatever kind of like like the self-playing. Yeah, so, so
2: it'll be like. It'll be like, a, you'll see all the instruments, like a mm-hmm. symphony, and then there might be puppets or something kind of looking like they're playing them, or they might just play by themselves. And you can get tokens, and you put it in, and it'll play a song. But, of course, they're all like these weird self-playing instruments, so it kind of sounds like creepy carnival music. <laughs>
0: Don't tell me it's next to the dolls.
2: <laughs> well, theres they're all throughout the house now, right? So you're walking through the streets of yesteryear, and then you go on to this next place, and it'll be like, Carousel land, and it's like all these carousels. And then they have like old cars, and then they have this like deep sea thing where it's like this huge, like 30 foot long statue of a whale being attacked by an octopus that's like three stories high. And you walk up around it, cow. (laughs) And you walk around it, and there's all the sea stuff. Or holy stuff. sea cow. When you don't know, it, th- <laughs> it doesn't explain, like, oh, this was from the ship, blah, blah, blah. No, it's just there it's for you to look at. It's just there,
0: and you take it in.
2: And then, all you know, right. that area has the self-playing instruments that I play the octopus's garden, <laughs> creepily. <laughs> and then, featured in American Gods, is the world's largest carousel. And this carousel is so huge. It has, like, three like three or four layers of animals Mm -hmm. and when you stand on stand and look at it it feels like the ocean like you can feel you get motion sickness just looking at it because it's so huge and it's going around in circles and it's all these lights but the weird thing is above it are naked mannequins with weird like feathered angel wings and so it's like this really can bizarre. Can you ride the carousel? You cannot ride the carousel. You just
0: stand there and stare at
2: it. Yeah, because you can look, like, uh, there. there's all these animals on it. I can't remember how many, but there's no horses. So it'll be, like, a griffin oh, okay. or a unicorn yeah. or a tiger or, like, all these different things. And they're really, really cool. A
0: unicorn is just a horse <laughs> with a narwhal <laughs> horn on it. <laughs> and then to walk
2: <laughs> out of there, you have to walk through this. It's like a big monster's mouth. Wow. like to... castle
0: grayskull or something <laughs>
2: it's so but you bizarre. can actually fit through yes it's so it is like for someone who loves who such wants myself... to go
0: to house on the rock because now i want to yes.
2: go <laughs> we'll go we'll take the road trip with jeff and jim maybe i don't know if jim would
0: who else I wants know. to go because I... this sounds like fun <laughs>
2: I love it. So as somebody who loves, like, absurdity and weirdness and being in a situation where, like, why is this all here? Like, the first time we went, we went during Christmas, and we're like, oh, cool, it'll be all, like, Santa, you know, Christmas decorations and stuff. But no, all they do is they go throughout all the displays, and they put, like, weird Santa. So it'll be, like, you know, a Santa your grandma crocheted or, like, some weird christmas tree thing like minimal <laughs> just, effort just like sprinkled throughout the <laughs> it is it, it's exact you know it's probably like a five mile walk through the thing depending and then like there was one time jeff and i got stuck we like we're going in circles we're like we're never gonna get out how do we get out because <laughs> you go we're in stuck and stuck you... in the there's house on no, the rock there's no windows And it's very dark and kind of underlit. It's really bizarre. But you don't... It's like being in a casino in Vegas. You don't know what time it is. You don't know where you are. Like, you walk in there, time and space ceases to exist. Because I don't know where you're going (laughs) (laughs)
0: <laughs> that sounds amazing and scary and weird, and I don't know why I haven't done it yet, but I should.
2: It is super weird. We should go out and do like a weekend in Madison, because Madison's a really cool town, too. Have you been there? No. Nah. I haven't been there in years. I've
0: driven through it, but...
2: My sister used to live there, so we would go once in a while, but it's yeah. very... It's got, uh, like, State Street is right by the Capitol and where the university is and has lots of cool bars and stuff.
0: I've had to drive past it, like, when I went to uh, Chicago on the weekend of the Super Bowl with the weird wardrobe malfunction. Oh,
2: I'm like, you went to Chicago this year?
0: (laughs) (laughs) No, a while ago. A while ago.
2: Yeah. So, yeah, I didn't know you hadn't been to House on the Rock. We'll have to go. I haven't gone... Well, when Peggy lived there, I went a lot, you know. But um, last time I went was probably, like, 10 years ago. Mm. So, but, yeah, in the book, it was funny because I saw in, like, 2000, when American Gods came out, I can't remember if it was whatever, round then, uh, Neil Gaiman was doing a book tour, and Jeff and I went and saw him at Dreamhaven Books. Remember Dreamhaven? Yeah, I do. Uh, And we went and we saw him read. And what he was doing is because American God takes place in a lot of different areas in the Midwest, he would read um the part that happened like so here he read the part that happened at House on the Rock okay and so yeah. like there's parts that you know take place in Atlanta you know so he would kind of ta- tailor it in
0: his tour he yeah, would... yeah okay to
2: read the part. so it was so funny because when he said, yeah, you know I I've had so many people. Come up to me after reading the book and about House on the Rock and being like, How do you come up with such imaginative, amazing things? And he's like (laughs) it exists. That is real. (laughs) (laughs) That is a real place. That's so cool. So yeah, I think I don't know if it I know sometimes overstimulation is hard for you, but (laughs) there's just like all sorts of weird stuff.
0: Usually it's people, though, not objects. Yeah.
2: So. I mean, if we if we go, you know, it can be kind of crowded, but it's so big that it's not usually too smushed or anything.
0: No, I think we should do it. I think we
2: should do it, too. It's fun. Anyways, I read American Gods. <laughs> <laughs> the end. <laughs> And then I also... So A Wrinkle in Time just came out in the movie Uh theaters. Yes. And Farouk, our friend and a guest on the podcast ages ago, he was on Facebook like, oh, it's really, really good. He really loved it. And I was like, have you read the book? Because to me it's kind of like a sacred text of my childhood. Really? So I'm like, I don't know if I want to see the movie because I don't know if it'll be that good. So then um, on this vacation... I was like, well, I'm going to be cleaning. I'll listen to it while I'm cleaning. Because it was, the book was like seven hours on audiobook. Mm-hmm. And, man, I love that book. Was it some, did you read it when you were young? Was it special to you at all? No,
0: or? I didn't read it.
2: I Have you never not. read it? No. Oh, you should read it. It's real, you know, it's a kid's book, so it's real short. You'd probably be able to read it pretty fast. But for me, it was um, kind of the first science fiction that I ever read. But listening to it, there's—I don't (laughs) know—it's so. The story of *Wrinkle in Time* is about a young girl, Meg, who is very misunderstood at school, and she's having a really hard time because her father has disappeared, and her father and everybody in the town thinks he's taken off and abandoned his family. But his, her mom and her dad are scientists, and this was written in 1960. So it's very very progressive for 1960 because the mom and dad are scientists and um, she's a biologist and he's a physicist and they worked and she has a lab in the house and all this stuff and it's very cool and she has this little brother who is five but he's very different like he didn't talk until he was four and then he just started talking in in normal sentences he's very intelligent and he's obviously got you know some kind of like, he can kind of read her emotions and who she is and stuff like that. So her father is missing, and he was working for the government. And then this character named Mrs. What's It shows up. And that kind of puts them on this adventure through time and space to find her father. Huh. And it's really good. And there's one... This I, I've th-
0: seen, like, a lot of stuff for the hype about it yeah yeah Yeah.
2: it's like everybody i know who read it it's just very so especially you know for me like growing up in the 70s it was just kind of when girls were starting to have more power and things like that right so in this book she is the main character she has all these faults that she doesn't believe in herself she's very belligerent and impatient and but she she, you know, she perseveres and, and she has, there's a boy that they meet and they kind of like each other but you know, she's there for him, helping him, you know so it's not like he's rescuing the princess yeah. kind of thing and also there's just all these ideas about totalitarianism <laughs> and good versus evil and how um, it's bad to want to force everybody to be the same and how different difference is good and stuff there's one part. I was talking to Jeff about this and I'm like this, when my first like whoa man thought <laughs> <laughs> they're they're on this. I won't give you any spoilers, but it's basically she's trying to explain color and sight. To these creatures on this planet that don't have sight. Okay. And so like that just blew my mind, the idea of trying you can't explain color without using colors to explain what color is. Right? You can't explain what red looks like without using terms of sight. <laughs> and that was just like my ten year old mind when I was like, whoa man <laughs> yeah. We all see things differently. Oh man. <laughs> So it's kind of an adult book, but it's kind of a kid's book. And I guess when she went to publish it, she she had written a couple other books, Madeline Langle and she wrote this one for her children. And as she was writing it, they'd be like, write more, write more. I want, you know, we want to know what happens. And then when she tried to publish it, they were like, we don't think kids are going to get this. And she's like, I wrote it with my kids and they got it. And there's a lot of, Quotes and high concept ideas, but it's just like it doesn't talk down to kids. Oh, it's so—it's not condescending. It's yeah. It's, uh... it's just so magical. I never read the rest of them because there are three more books in the t- in that series. But I just am like, I don't know if I want to know what else happens. I kind of liked where it ended. <laughs> so, so yeah, I listened to that quick this week, and now I gotta find another book.
0: I was trying to think of my first science fiction cuz you brought that up and yeah. I was like Douglas Adams. The Checker's yeah. Guide to the Galaxy yeah. was my first science fiction and then probably Anne McCaffrey's The White Dragon.
2: So that's that's fantasy though, right? Yeah,
0: it was more fantasy. Well,
2: it was weird, I would say uh, but Farouk and I were talking like is Time and a Wrinkle in Time is that fantasy or is that um science fiction and I really think it's science fiction because they they use it's called tessering tesseracts or what they use to travel through but it's kind of like the wormhole concept where you're folding space there
0: is some there is some science to it yeah and,
2: and they're physicists but then they're also kind of angels that used to be stars I don't know anyways so there's a little... A little mixture. Yeah, there is a little... And I can... You know, so that's one fruit because I was like, oh, man, do they make it more fantasy-like in the movie? I don't know. So I'll probably see the movie once it comes out on streaming. But, yeah. Yeah, it's good. I don't know. I, I think... Because I probably read that when I was, like, 10, I think. I think it was fourth grade. And then I, I consider my first fantasy to be, like, Wizard of Oz and Ozma of Oz. I count those as fantasy. Oh, they are. But Ozma of Oz is, I, oh, my God, I love that book. And it's just another in the series, you know, she comes back to Oz, and it's this, um, they're in a different area, and she has to go to this gnome kingdom, and she has to find, she's trying to free her friends or something, I can't remember the exact story, but she has to find... One the piece of his collection of treasure that will free her friends or whatever, mm-hmm. and it's just it was so magical to me because it's this little gnome guy and he has like all these treasures. So there's you know jewels and glassware and all this stuff. I loved
0: <laughs> Wizard of Oz is a lot more darker in the book then
2: yeah yeah
0: they don't show you the talking heads (laughs) you know talking i don't remember the talking heads the the glass of heads
2: i don't remember that i have obviously i haven't read wizard of oz since i was probably seven so (laughs) but i loved oh my god wizard of oz the movie Back in the day when there was no videotape, we would see it once a year, and I would cry at the end of Wizard of Oz because I didn't get to see it again for another year.
0: (laughs) My sister every Thanksgiving.
2: I remember one year my sister gave me gave me red hats and told me they're happy pills, and I could take (laughs) (laughs) them. She okay. In her defense, she was probably like (laughs) sixteen. Happy pills. She didn't want me to cry about Wizard of Oz anymore. Being over. So I know last week you said that you were you were reading some bad, bad uh, what was it, time travel novel? Yeah, really bad Scottish time travel. Are you forcing yourself to finish
0: it? No, I I oh, finished good. it. Thank goodness, and it's done. And there's a whole series, and I don't think I will be visiting it. Good, don't it's, do it. Uh, yeah,
2: Like video games, if I don't like a book, I just don't finish it. Yeah, I feel no obligation. And to it was not
0: thing. Diana Gabaldon, Gabaldon's Outlander. It was yes. like, hi, I'm writing some fan fiction, <laughs> and it's really bad.
2: Great. Uh, well, we do have a few questions. I just put it out today, like right before we started. So we did get a couple questions on Facebook. Remember to join our Facebook group do it it's the most popular girls on the internet the group not the page the group (laughs) so scott white wants to know are we against having guests and if not he would volunteer so
0: well scott i'd have you
2: would. It's weird though because part of me is like well, because we only do it once a month the show is kind of our excuse to get together and be besties yeah once a month. Yeah. So I don't know. if I... No,
0: I can come out to my house.
2: She's, oh yeah if you came out that'd be fun. Yeah.
0: Bring your soundboard. We'd have three mics. We could do it. Right? Hell
2: yeah. Yeah. Yeah, if you want to come in person I think that would be come different. Come in person. But I think guest wise, I don't know we just are doing so few and I kind of like it's my tarot time. I don't want to share. <laughs>
0: Come on out, Scott. I'll, 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 I'll send you some contact info. Uh,
2: uh, Willie Thompson wants to know, What do I do if it burns when I pee? Asking for a friend.
0: <laughs> <laughs> you
2: go to the doctor and ask for antibiotics. <laughs>
0: Put a bird on it.
2: <laughs> Burn, I don't, no. This is not Portland yet. <laughs> no, it's not. <laughs> um, our last one is from Gaming Luna. And this is kind of an interesting one. Hey, Luna. <laughs> What's the weirdest thing a guest has done at your house? Hmm. I don't know. Tara threw up in my bushes one time. but
0: <laughs> Yeah, I did. That was that... Drink with the champagne was, yeah, and milk Eve. and and Eve. tequila. <laughs> I mean, it was like the what? worst form of an Irish car bomb, but it was called something else.
2: Yeah, who knows? Um, okay, so I was thinking, I'm like, you know, since I've lived here, I haven't really had, in my current house, which has been like 19 years now, nobody's ever done anything bad here. You know, my friends are grown up, so... You know, nobody's done anything too weird. Fruk came and stayed. He wasn't weird. And so I was like, the weirdest thing I ever had happen was the first year, my first year of college. I was living in um, an apartment off campus. And I had one room and then the other room kind of got randomly assigned. I was like, if you can find a roommate for me, find a roommate. Well, and this woman was like, I was eighteen, partying. She was like twenty-three, math major, right, getting ready to go to grad square. school. And stuff. So <laughs> square, but she doesn't really have anything to do with the story. But besides the fact that I was kind of a bad roommate, anyways, <laughs> 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 she put a lock on her bedroom door. I'm just like, really? <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so. I was kind of casually dating this guy named Rob who was Monkey Boy's roommate and that's how I met Jeff and Dan through him mm-hmm. and so over Thanksgiving he Rob obviously lived in a dorm with Monkey Boy and over Thanksgiving the dorms closed and he was Rob wasn't heading home until like a day later or something and I said well i I'm going back to my parents but if you want you can stay in my house, in my apartment and just you know sleep in my bed and so he did everything's cool nothing big no big deal and then like a few days later i was digging in my closet and i'm totally a pig right i'm very messy right and i find this jacket and there's like something on it i think it was puke or something oh no I couldn't. Oh. Really, it was just like crusty something. Oh
0: no! <laughs> and
2: so I'm like,
0: mystery crust. <laughs> I'm no.
2: like – of course I never asked him because I'm like, wow, how weird. But then I'm like, was it him, or did my roommate had people over and they did something to my stuff, or like I? It was a mystery. <laughs> it's it's still a mystery. I don't know. But that—that's really the only like weird, super weird thing I can think of that happened when I had a guest over. I, like, it just didn't seem like something he would do. Right. And my, my roommate was a real square, so I did not really think her friends. Although I think uh, I'm so embarrassed by it. this is like one of the things I'm embarrassed of in my life. So do you remember <laughs> in the late '80s, they would have posters of like a really buff guy laying down and you could see his butt or like a black and white, very artistic photo, but it would be of like a naked guy. Well, I got one of those posters and it said solitude underneath it. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) And I, so I moved in first. I hung that in our living room. I'm I'm like, That woman must have thought I was, like, the littlest teeny, you know, and I just thought I was very old, growing up and sophisticated to have a naked man on my wall. If he was laying down. You couldn't see his junk. You could just see his butt. But I do love a good butt. (laughs) (laughs) But I think of that now, I'm just so embarrassed. That is just, like, such (laughs) a a teeny bopper thing to do. Anyway, (laughs) have you had any weird guests? I had
0: a guy run through my screen once, but that's about it.
2: <laughs> <laughs> mm, can that be? He didn't run through it. He no, just didn't a... see the screen and walked through it. Mongo one steak. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Well, that's it for questions. <laughs> Is there anything else you wanted to talk about? No,
0: I think I'm good. I think, I think I'm think good. I am good too. I have so much, <sighs> so much things we talked about today, and I really wow. have to pee. And this sangria <laughs> is wonderful. It
2: is. All right, kids, if you want to talk to us, the best place is Facebook on our uh, Facebook group. You can actually email us at tmpgoti at com if you want to talk to us too. Mm hmm. And we might, I might see what you say on Twitter. Maybe I don't really go onto Twitter anymore, but you know.
0: I'm still twittered.
2: <laughs> so she's Tara underscore, underscore
0: byt three, <laughs> or hit me up on Xbox at Red Space Maven. Ah, oh, yeah. Get some sea of
2: C's of T's. All right. We will talk to you next month. Toodles. <laughs> it isn't hard to tell. And when you're in it, every
1: minute you hear somebody yell. First we fall in love and then don't the we carry on. Then we fall right out again and don't we carry on. We keep on saying everything will be all right. We're always playing. Joy is in the dictionary, on the beaches in the sand, don't we carry on. Holding hands, oh, ain't it grand, no one catches on. When it's summer in the park, on the benches in the dark, up to sweet potatoes, don't we carry on. When we dance and shake our knees, don't we carry on. When we get a chance to sing. Don't we carry on. Girls wear galoshes when the snow is on the ground. Boys wear moustaches, kindly pass the red bananas, in the country for a rest. Don't we carry on. We love other homes the best when our money's gone. If you figure it all out, no one knows what it's all about. Life is jokey, hokey, pokey. Don't we carry on.